What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Dreamy Scott Fitness Podcast and Radio Show. Coming to you on this Tuesday here before I head into my own workout. And uh, body's kind of dragging a little bit this morning, but hopefully this wakes me up and uh, gives you guys some value as well, or at least a peek into some workouts that maybe you can take with you and, and try and skill it and drill it and hopefully throw it, depending on what level you are at in terms of your training. So today's podcast is literally just five of you know some of the hardest workouts I've ever done. Now I'm not saying these are the five hardest, you know, guaranteed forever, but these are five things that are most definitely challenging for anybody, uh, depending on whatever level they're at. I'm going to share more than five here with you guys, but I'm just going to give you five, you know, kind of brutal ones uh, based on you know sprint style, endurance style, some strength stuff, some upper body, some lower body, and everything kind of mixed in between. And uh, you just have to know when you guys are training, uh, these aren't meant for everyday use. These are things that you probably can't complete every single day of the week. It's kind of like why every day can't be. And people say, you know, make today's workout your best workout. It just can't be. I'm just not a believer in that. There's just some days where you're dragging ass, whether you're, you know, the sleep you had wasn't great, or maybe you're stressed, or maybe your body's just sore from uh, overuse, or you have some nagging injuries, or whatever it is. And again, every day can't be a PR day either. Like when I was young, I used to do a lot of dumb shit. We used to do like the, uh, you know, what's your, you know, how much do you bench? How much do you squat? Like that would be the question we ask people. Like that was the end all be all of like how strong or how fit you were when it's complete horseshit. It's really no different than nowadays in the fitness industry when you see somebody with abs, you assume like they're in really great fucking shape. Like it's one metric, you guys. Like just because somebody has abs, like doesn't mean they're like super healthy or like super fit. Um, it can be an indicator, but sometimes just genetically they they've won or they eat really well or whatever. But like, there's a lot of people I know who, you know, can't bench a lot and they can't squat a lot, but they're really fucking fit. And there's also a lot of people I know who like, who have abs, who have absolutely like zero fucking motor and can't move and they can't physically do shit in fitness, but they just look the part. So just take that for what it's worth and understand like how we measure, you know, what fitness is or like what strength is or what being fit is, is very it's very arbitrary and it covers a wide spectrum of things. And so my point being is when I was young, people would be like, you know, what do you bench? So we would like try to like, you know, rep out like our one rep max, like once or twice a week. So that number could keep going up because it's like, you know, especially cause dudes, cause we're stupid and we're dudes, we have ego and it's like, whose dick is bigger, you know, like, well, I'll bench more than you. So I'm stronger than you. So I can beat your ass. You know, we do the same thing at the bar, like who can drink more beers, who can take more shots, like really just stupid shit. And hopefully by the time you're like, I mean, I hope like 22 you grow out of it, but again, I still have some people I know who uh, live that life. So anyways, uh, I digress. The point being is every day can't be a PR day. Every day can't be your best day, especially when you get past like the novice and beginner level of training. You're just not going to, you know, PR your deadlift. You're not going to always improve your row time. You're not always going to be able to, you know, have a faster mile run or a faster 400 split. It just... It won't happen. So take that for what it's worth. When you guys do these workouts, make sure you feel good and you feel fresh. Build them into your programming. Have, you know, a proper, you know, day beforehand. Crush it when you crush it and have a proper rest day afterwards or or do what you can handle in terms of load and volume uh, because these do get challenging. And I always say to you guys, play to your strengths too. I'm not saying don't, you know, do things that you're not good at in terms of fitness, but just understand how your body's built, how tall you are, how short you are, how much you weigh. Those things all matter in terms of the numbers you can put up, both in strength and endurance and speed. There's just people who are built for certain things. You know, I'm I'm six foot two, I'm 220 pounds. Like, I'm probably not gonna be a great marathon runner. I'm not saying I can't be, but when you look at the top dudes in the world and how they're built, we don't really look the same. 
it just it is what it is. So I have most guys in the NBA fit kind of a certain mold. They look a certain way. They're a kind of a certain height. Now, again, there's outliers. But on average, they're typically really fucking tall, really fast, really athletic dudes who can move laterally. And they can jump out of the gym. That's kind of the metric. It's the same thing for you guys. So understand, like, if your friend might, you know, be better on the assault bike than you or they're better on the rower, but you're better at squats and better at pull-ups... It just is what it is. Play to your strengths. Work on the things that aren't great, but play to the things that you're good at and understand you're naturally going to be better at certain things. And I share this story all the time real quick. I remember like we're at uh, Reebok headquarters, me and, and Mike Farr, Silent Mike, if you guys follow Mike on Instagram. He comes from like the, you know, super training gym, uh, deadlifting, uh, benching, uh, squatting. That's his gym. And he can deadlift his ass off. Kid's got a gift. He's strong as fuck for, you know, for what he is. And I remember like we're, we're in a workout and I remember like we were doing these workouts like how many uh, air squats can you do in a minute and how many push-ups can you do in a minute. I remember he looked at me and he's like, what the fuck is an air squat? Now he's, he's joking obviously, but like aerobically at that time, he wasn't at you know, the place where he is today. So he's, he's a, a power lifter uh, by nature. So him and I are in a workout and now we're doing pull-ups and I'm doing sets of 15 or 20. I mean, fluid on a string, no hitch whatsoever, full dead stop at the bottom. He's like, holy shit, dude. I'm like, yeah, well, upper body calisthenics is kind of my thing. I'm naturally, for whatever reason, I'm built that way. Maybe it's because of, you know, playing sports my whole life or age range training, but I'm really good at doing pull-ups. It just happens to be, you know, one of the few things I do excel at. And so I'm crushing him on pull-ups and it's easy for me. Same thing with like bodyweight squats and whatever else. Like I just, I have the aerobic capacity that he doesn't. And then we start deadlifting and he's, you know, we're pulling, you know, I think it was like 515 for triple. So like he does his three reps at 515, boom, butter. I do my, you know, three reps at 515. Relatively easy. I can pull it. And he's like, okay, what's next? And I'm like, well, bro, that's it for me. I'm fucking out. He goes to 550 and 575 and so on. And the point is, is that I might never deadlift, you know, 650 pounds, you know, or 700 pounds like he does. And in fact, I know I won't. I have no desire to do it. I know something will probably rip or tear and I don't really care you know, if I'm not that strong in that metric, you know, for me, there's a certain level I'm, I'm okay with being, but the point being is he's naturally better at that. I'm naturally better at this. And so you guys, when I, when I describe these workouts, you have to understand that, that some of these things are going to be easier for you. Some of them are harder for you. You're maybe naturally stronger. Maybe you have a better VO2 max or natural aerobic capacity, whatever it is, there's something that you're good at. And some of these might be it and some of them might not be. So understand when you look at fitness collectively as a whole, that is part of it as well. So with that said, I digress. Uh, five of, uh, you know, like the some of the toughest workouts I've done. I'm going to share more than five, but I'll give you guys a bunch here real quick to go through. Uh, off the top of my head, I'm just trying to think. I remember like doing, if you guys ever watched like the MetaShred uh, program for men's health that BG Gador, myself, Alexi, and Hannah went through. I remember like that first leg workout of, of MetaShred was really fucking bad. Uh, I can't even remember the workout specifically. I just remember doing like split squats and then like split jumps for multiple sets in a row. And I remember just like, thinking, God, I hope the camera just pans off me because I'm just fucking dying right now. And I remember like looking at like Adam Campbell's across from us and like there's like nine cameras there and the whole cruiser and I'm just like just dying. And this is like the first workout on day one. And I'm like, I remember like telling BJ the next day, I'm like, bro, I'm like, I have anxiety. I'm like, I don't know if I can finish this program. Like for some reason it just beat my ass. And so there is that too, where some days you might just not have the juice or it might be like the five, your five pieces of kryptonite all stacked together. Now at that point, I think, you know, split squats were probably my kryptonite and now they've turned into be my greatest strength. I will split squat with anybody any day of the week, whether it's body weight, low reps, 
heavy ass weight, high volume. I don't care what it is. I'll split squat with you guys all day long. That and lunges. Anybody want to give me a call? We can go toe to toe because it used to be something that was my kryptonite. Now it is definitely probably the, the thing I am almost the best at uh, because I literally uh, started split squatting after we filmed that um, program. I did split squats every fucking day for 365 days in a row. I don't know the day that I actually like skipped them and didn't do them, but for one year straight from August 15th to the next August 15th, I did split squats every single day, even on vacation, no matter where I was at. And it basically helped me kind of bulletproof my legs. And now I'm kind of built uh, to do anything in that regard. So anyways, you can also take your weaknesses and they can end up being your biggest strengths if you really want to hone them and own them. And then sometimes they're just weaknesses and they're just going to be weak and that's okay. So anyways, my point, you guys, uh, workout number one of kind of like some of the worst things I've ever done. Uh, This is a 30 minute workout. It is an EMOM, so every minute on the minute, you do 10 reps of half your body weight goblet squat. Every minute on the minute for 30 minutes. So basically, every minute, you'll do 10 squats. And over the course of 30 minutes, obviously, if you're doing the math, that's 300 total squats. You take half your body weight. So if you're 200 pounds, you take a 100-pound dumbbell or kettlebell. I suggest taking a dumbbell because it's easier to hold. The kettlebell, last time I did it, was disgusting for me and it was really tough to finish. And you squat it. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you grab a 100-pound dumbbell and you squat it 10 reps in minute one. Then you hang out. So the first minute probably takes you 15, 20 seconds. Then you have 45 seconds or 40 seconds to chill. And you repeat that for a half hour straight. And now, this workout is very, very hard to do. Um, very few people on the planet can do this. And this is my belief. I don't. I think if you can do this, you're a, you're a 05 percenter. So I believe less than 1% of the population can even come close to doing this. Uh, I know BJ has done it. Uh, Jesse Buell has done it as well, who's a guy I train with. If you ever follow my IG story, sometimes we throw him on there. Uh, but they're both gamers, and they're both super fit. So last time I did this, I did it with a 106-pound kettlebell. I weighed just over probably 215, so it was about half my body weight. And uh, by minute 22, I start to kind of almost black out. Basically, it's like when you remember when you drive your car like down the road, and you kind of zone out for like 30 miles, and all of a sudden you kind of snap out of it, and you're like, holy shit, how'd I get here? That's kind of the feeling I had from basically minutes 22 to 30. I just somehow gutted through it and finished it. Because this workout challenges you guys, not only physically and aerobically, but mentally, uh, for sure. You have to be going, be willing to go to a really dark place in your brain to get this completed. And uh, I call it deep waters. I, I call it how deep into the ocean can you swim before you're you know, you're begging to come back. And that's what this workout does. It, it fucking tests your, your mental will. And if you guys don't have the volume built up in your lower body, it's going to crush you. And aerobically, it's tough too. By minute probably six or seven, you're dripping sweat and you're breathing heavy for sure. So if you guys can't do half your body weight, pick a load you can handle that's close. So obviously, if you're a 130-pound female, you know, doing a 65-pound, you know, dumbbell goblet squat is heavy as shit. So like, it's really tough for you guys. So scale it accordingly, what you can. If you're not used to the volume of 30 minutes, start with just 10 minutes because even that's 100 squats, which is a lot. That's like the, the beginner level, probably intermediate would be 20 minutes. And then advanced, obviously, you can go the full 30 uh, next workout on my list, I would say uh, we did this. We call it the triathlon. Uh, Bobby Maximus actually came up with this, and I think he did it at Jim Jones originally. And uh, if you have access to an assault bike, skier, and a rower, this is for you. The goal is five minutes or less, which, again, I think less than half a percentage of people on the planet can, can get this done. It is, a, it is the hardest thing you can do in five minutes, bar none. Uh, in five minutes, the goal is to do 50 cows in the assault bike, 500-meter ski, 500-meter row. Uh, the order I went in is I did 50 cows in the assault bike when I did it. it. took me a minute and 30 seconds. 
immediately jumped onto the skier. Uh, it took me 140, I believe, on the skier, and I got sick about halfway through on the skier. I started to feel like complete shit. And then I popped on the rower and I just gutted it out for 141. My time from start to finish with transitions was four minutes and 57 seconds, so just under the five minutes. And I felt sick to my stomach, you guys. Like I wanted to puke for about 30 minutes afterwards. I laid on the ground here in the dark in the fetal position in our gym. Uh, I'm not embarrassed to say that to you. That's how shitty this workout was. I felt like complete ass for a good half hour for sure. Then I kind of slowly rolled over and uh, posted the video on Instagram for you guys. So if you scroll down, you can see it. If you're going to do this workout and you have access to all three of those, you have to do the assault bike first. And I'm not saying that because it's like there really is no order. But I'm saying if you have any chance to make it, you have to do the bike first. And then I went ski and row because I'm the best on the rower um, and I'm probably the worst on the bike, if that makes sense to you guys. In our gym, we set a metric six minutes for guys, eight minutes for females. I've yet to get a guy or a girl to do it in those times, but we post typically the 10 best times on the wall. And uh, it definitely will challenge you guys mentally. It's more of a sprint challenge for sure because you basically have to go balls out uh, from, from the first second you guys start. So that's a tough one if you guys ever want to give it a try. Uh, next one. This is a body weight uh, squat and lunge challenge. Uh, I actually remember being out at dinner. I think we we're at Ruth Chris with me, uh, BJ, and David Jack were out to dinner. And David Jack brought this up and said, hey, you want something that's going to you know, put you down for a couple of days? Give this a try. And when he was describing it, I'm like, eh, bro, it doesn't sound that bad. And uh, needless to say, uh, ate my words on that one. Uh, text messaged him later that day when I did this workout. And I said, yeah, man, I'm fucked up, dude. And uh, for about three days afterwards, my quads were like the sorest they've probably ever been uh, my entire life. And I've done a lot of quad heavy stuff, you guys, and this one kind of took the cake. But the workout itself is a 2040 squat and lunge bodyweight countdown waterfall challenge. And here's how it works. Uh, Time-wise for me, just a, a reference point, this took me 20 minutes and about 19 seconds. I did it with Jesse Buell, and he beat me by, I think, about 45 seconds or maybe even a minute. Uh, he's kind of you know built for this kind of workout. I... I'm a little bit on the taller side, so it was a little bit harder for me to get down um, throughout the workout. But the workout is you go 20 bodyweight squats, 40 walking lunges. So every time you take a, a lunging step, that's a rep. You come back and go 19 bodyweight squats. Then you go 38 walking lunges. Then you come back and go 18 squats. Then 36 lunges and counting down to one reps and two reps respectively resting only as needed if you're talking about like being like a baby deer like fucking stumbling like barely can walk this is the workout that does that for you guys not only that uh the blood fills in your legs real quick which makes it real tough to work and then obviously aerobically the pace at which you're trying to go will put you down uh for me this was really challenging i'm not saying you guys out there can't beat me in this and time wise i'm sure a lot of you guys can especially if you're on the shorter side or you're a smaller female who has a volume capacity built up, but it will fuck you up for a couple days. I promise you for about three or four days, your quads will be the source that they have ever been. It will be a miserable experience. Some of you guys, it might be your ass. My ass is pretty conditioned, I guess you could say. So uh, for me, the, the lunges uh, in terms of that got me got my quads uh, completely spilled. So again, when you guys do this, chase quality reps, not just a clock, but that was the workout where I really started to understand, you know, if you're watching like a, a legit Ironman or triathlon and they come around the corner and the runners are basically just like dying or like you watch like an ultra marathon where they can barely they're stumbling like it, like a little baby deer. They can barely move. 
I now understand why that happens because you're taking yourself to a, a fatigue capacity that most people have never even scratched the surface of. And this workout will do this for you if you try to put it under like a 25 minute time block or under a 20 minute time block. For most of you guys, probably 25 to 30 minutes is real. But uh, yeah, man, it'll change you for sure. Uh, next one on my list. Uh, just like a little more endurance based. Uh, again, we go back to the ski, bike, and row. We did a 600 calorie challenge here at, at our place uh, probably about a month ago in our advanced Sunday group here at Jeremy Scott Fitness, uh, our Metcon. It's a 600 calorie challenge. It's 200 cows in the assault bike, 200 cows on the ski, 200 cows on the row. And how we broke it up was you had to do 50 increments of each, four cycles through. So 50 cows on the bike, 50 cows on the ski, 50 cows on the row, four cycles through, 40 minutes or less is the goal. Uh, under that time constraint, this is pretty rough. You are breathing heavy the entire time. Once your heart rate is up, it doesn't come down. You are dripping body butter on a level that most people have never seen. I'm talking like yoga sweat, like basically like you peed your pants. That's how dripping you are. And uh, if you can do it under 40 minutes, you are in an aerobic level of shape that most people will never see. A lot of you guys, if you did this under 50 minutes, or most of you out there listening, even probably an hour is probably good for you. If you could do it under 50, 45 minutes, I think for a lot of you cool, under 50 minutes, you're still in amazing shape. And a lot of you guys just completing it in general because the the volume of it is so long. It is like kind of like a little mini you know, marathon, if you will. So that's that 600 cal workout. And then number five, uh, I have done lunges, walking lunges for an hour straight before, which ends up being just over one mile. I actually have done it twice. And uh, we did this over at the Suaro High School on the track, uh, just over four laps it was. And it took me uh, 60 minutes exactly. I set the clock for 60 minutes and just went walking lunges uh, nonstop the entire time. You do not take a, a rest. You do not pause. You just go step for step for step for step for one hour straight. Uh, again, I remember like, uh, BJ brought this up to me and asked me, you know, can you do, you know, when you can really own a movement, you can do it for an hour. And uh, he's done this as well. He's the only other person I know ridiculous enough to do it. I know a lot of people who will lunge for 20 minutes or 30 minutes, but not many people who will go for an hour. And uh, you'd be like, why the hell would I want to do that? I'm like, well, why the hell not? You know, I guess, you know, is the way I look at it. You know, why not test your capacity and see what you're, you know, capable of or what's possible. But for me, it's a, uh, you really start to own a pattern and you own a movement and you understand it when you're doing it for minutes as opposed to just reps or short sets. You understand like what it feels like, you know, your stride length. If I take a longer stride, if I take a shorter stride, is it more hamstring dominant? Is it more quad dominant? Am I pushing through my heel? Can I feel my glute fire? Is there an imbalance between my left leg and my right leg? How does my stride step stroke look? Like there's different things you can kind of get out of it. Um, so for you guys at home, obviously I think an hour would be, would be the metric. If you're not used to it, start with five minutes, start with 10 minutes, and then kind of progress from there. Um, it's a great cardio workout, but it's a great way to kind of bulletproof your legs and build strength at a level that most people will never see. And that's why I say the strength numbers are arbitrary. Like, well, what can you squat? Well, I can't, and I, I use Mike as an example because Mike's one of the strongest little dudes I know. I can't squat as much as Mike can, but Mike can't fucking lunge like I can for an hour. There's just no chance. Like, he can't do that. Just like I'm not going to squat 580 fucking pounds. I go, he won't lunge for an hour. So again, you guys, strength is relative. There's things that we're going to be better at and things that we'll, you know, kind of struggle with. And that's totally okay. And that's just knowing yourself and your body and having enough, you know, body awareness and self-awareness. Uh, some of the other tough workouts you guys might want to throw in and try. Uh, the Farmer's Walk Challenge. Take half your body weight in each hand. So for most of you guys, if you're a 200-pound dude, you grab a 100-pound dumbbell, one in each hand, and you go farmer's walks for a minute straight without stopping. 
rest for a minute, do that for 10 total cycles. So it's a 20 minute workout and you end up doing 10 minutes of farmer's walks with the heaviest dumbbells basically you can hold in each hand. It uh, doesn't sound like a lot, but man, you have never felt your forearms be on fire. It's a different level of pain. It's different than like squatting or push-ups or running. It's a different level of, of mental pain you have to take. And it really does test your forearm and grip strength. But if my dudes out there who are looking to legit build muscle, forearms, biceps, shoulders, traps, doing heavy farmers like that, man, a minute on, a minute off for 10 total cycles is definitely a game changer. Uh, some of the other random ones. I went through my life, obviously in college, if you, if you play basketball, you run suicides, uh, which is basically, you know, start at the baseline or the very end line, run to the free throw line back, half court back, free throw line back, full court back. Um, that's a suicide. We do like one minute repeats. Those sucked ass, something awful. But the ones I really hated, uh, honestly, in basketball was we do these, they're from sideline to sideline. So the width of the court, not the length of it. We call them nine and thirties or 18 and 65. So basically you start on the, the, the width of the court, like on like the half court line and you run the width of it for one sprint back for two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, finish with nine in 30 seconds or less. And that one sucks, but it's doable. The 18 and 65 is which gets tough. So basically you're running 18 kind of width of the court sprints in 65 seconds. And obviously we would do it for punishment. So if you didn't make it, you'd have to do it again. Well, the, the crazy thing, if you don't make it the first fucking time, how the hell are you going to make it the second time? So we would do repeats of those, uh, and those sprinting ones are pretty rough. Same thing as kind of like the snake drill in football. If you start at the goal line, you sprint the width of the field, or more, I should say, you run the width of the field as fast as you can. Jog up to the 10, run back the width of the field, jog up to the 20, run back the width of the field, and you snake the entire length of the field, take two minutes rest, and repeat that for like three to six cycles, depending on what you can handle. That one is tough. Uh, some of the shorter ones, if you guys have never done like a one-minute assault bike max, I think that is, you know, can obviously test how much power and watts you can put out. Uh, doing a minute on the assault bike is one of the grossest things you can ever do. It will make you sick as shit and it only takes a minute. Honestly, it's not even that because most of you guys die out before the minute's even over. Uh, my best personal minute on the assault bike, 53.7 cows. I could probably do 60, honestly, if push came to shove. I just really don't want to be that sick. Uh, anytime soon. And uh, I've seen people put big numbers. Our buddy Ben does 75 cows in a minute, which is fucking ridiculous. I think the lowest dude on our board, if I'm looking at it right, is like 35.8 cows in a minute. Most of you guys out there, if you can do 40 calories on the assault bike in a minute, you're in pretty good shape and you have a, you're willing to go to a dark place in your brain for sure. And you have the motor to do it. So that's a, that's a tough one. Uh, one mile run PR. I think any kind of PRs like that are tough. Like when I remember the last time I ran a mile, uh, Matt Brown did like 541 or 542, and I'm like, ah, shit, I can beat him. Now, background, Matt weighs about a buck seventy, and I'm about 220, so it's about a 50-pound difference, and I uh, didn't really factor that in. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get, well, I was in fifth grade, I used to run the mile, so shit, why not try it when you're in your 30s? So I ran the mile, and I did the mile run in five minutes and 46 seconds, and I was on pace to beat him, actually, but the last probably 200 meters, my legs just went to complete jello and complete shit, and I'm like, Jeremy, if you run any faster you're going to A, fall down and probably puke and shit your pants at the same time. So nobody wants to be part of that. And I definitely want to drive home in 100 degree heat with that going on. So I finished in 546 and I laid there for about probably 15 minutes in the fetal position, just feeling like shit because it did uh, it did put me down. I had, had not been used to running a, a mile uh, sprint, essentially, for me, uh, a guy at 220 pounds. So uh, three other fun little challenges for you guys. Uh, I posted this on Instagram not too long ago. 100 pounds. Uh, for 100 reps for time. So put a, take a barbell, load it with 100 pounds, not a lot of weight. Put that on your back and squat 100, to, 100 reps for time. 
Uh, Jesse Buell and I recently just did this. I think it took me about probably, I think each of us was just under four minutes, I believe, if I'm not mistaken on the time. It's on my Instagram if you guys want to check it out. But uh, it's 100 pounds for 100 reps for time. Now you can rest if you need to. You just can't put the barbell down. That's the only goal or the only rule, excuse me. And uh, you do it as quickly as you can, chasing quality out the clock. We did a full range of motion, so ass to the ball uh, was the goal. And that one definitely is a short little challenge, but uh, challenging nonetheless. An upper body one for my bros out there you might like. Uh, a 30 minute EMOM, it's five reps, excuse me, it's 15 reps every minute on the minute. Um, and you do minute one, five pull ups, five dips, five push ups. And you repeat that pattern for all 30 minutes. So at the end of a half hour, you guys have done 150 pull ups, 150 dips, and 150 push ups, which is challenging, uh, obviously, to say the least. But if you're talking about upper body pump, for you guys who aren't used to that volume, start with just 10 minutes and work up from there. But every minute, you go five pull ups, five dips, five push ups. If you can't go pull ups, uh, TRX, band assisted, machine assisted uh, are all a little bit of options for you guys. And then uh, just a nice little deadlift one. Uh, Dan John actually put this out a long time ago. I think he did 315 by two reps. We took it to three reps. So it's another EMOM for 20 minutes. Uh, you do 315 pounds, three reps, every minute on the minute for 20 straight minutes. So obviously you end up doing 60 reps of 315 for deadlifts, which is a shit ton of volume for a lot of people. So if you're not used to it, Cut that down to maybe 10 minutes. And if you guys aren't used to the 315, maybe going to 275, 225, 185, wherever you're at deadlift-wise. But if you want to measure your strength and own a movement and get some volume in, that is a great way to do it uh, in terms of deadlifting. And then the last one that I'm still – I have yet to do this, and I'm going to throw this out for our group uh, probably next week or the week after. It is a 1,000-calorie assault bike and rower challenge. Now, here's how it works. You have 12 cycles. Each one is a five-minute block. And in the five-minute block, you do max calories. You can get five minutes in the assault bike. So, for example, on the assault bike, you do five minutes and you get 75 cows in the minute. That's your number. Then the next five-minute block, you go to the rower. And how many calories can I get in the rower in five minutes? And if I got 95, that'd be the number. And you add that up and it's the max total you can get in a 60-minute block, hopefully reaching over 1,000 calories. So, that's just another one I have not done yet, but I'm looking to throw out in the future. It sounds miserable and terrible, so... I'm assuming it will be. But with that said, you guys, that uh, kind of is like a handful of uh, really rough workouts you can try. All of them are possible for people to try. Again, it just depends on how you scale it and what you want to get done out of it. Again, these are just little challenges. They're not everyday things. Every day can't be that. You guys still have to be making time for your mobility, for your foam rolling, for your focused work, uh, for the things that you really want to work on to kind of bulletproof your body and make it you know, be the efficient machine it is. But hopefully that gives you guys some ideas in terms of training and, and what the body is capable of and what you want to be capable of. But just understand, you know, we're all at different stages and different levels and that's okay. But it's all about just us giving whatever our 100% looks like and us being at our complete best. It's not about what the rest of the world did and what they're doing. You just push yourself as hard as you can push yourself. If it helps you having training partners around to kind of level that up, that's great. But ultimately, you know, it's your race and it's your lifts and it's yours alone. So anything else you guys want to hear on the podcast, hit me up. Let me know if you dig these. Drop me a review on iTunes and leave me a comment. Love to hear them. I know this podcast is a little bit different because obviously it is more, you know, kind of workout focused uh, and it's not you know, touching on a subject and it might be hard to understand because I'm describing it verbally, but hopefully you guys enjoyed it and you dig it. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people and please you guys keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. And if you have not yet, head over the YouTube page, Jeremy Scott Fitness on YouTube, and you can see a lot of these videos up there and scroll through them. And if you try them, shoot me a DM, tag me. Love to hear how you guys do. Peace.